When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello. Hello. Here we go. It's the Copyright Podcast. What is happening, the Reds? How are we doing? Welcome back to another Copy Podcast. And I haven't really got a name for this show. I just thought we'd just wing it and just call it like... I was going to go pre-season press episode two, but I thought, fuck, let's just have a little chat about the, the pre-season games and um, how everyone's feeling about them, whatever else. But yeah, delighted to be joined by Steve Carson. I haven't had Steve on since 2019, back in the uh, the Spotify-only days, so we get to see his beautiful face on, on, on video for the first time. So nice one, Steve, for jumping on. Oh, nice one very much. <laughs> And we've got Dan Dan Kelly, who's a, a sports illustrator on Twitter, YouTube, everything. He does a load of boss stuff. So I was um, pleased to invite him on and get him on. Obviously, we've got a little partnership coming up very soon. Obviously, we've started, but we're going to do it's going to it's going to kick into action a bit a bit more seriously soon. So nice one for coming on. I appreciate it. No worries. Glad to be here. <laughs> nice one, boys. But yeah, what we do well. Don't usually do it on these shows, but I just thought a little icebreaker and get get going um, before we chat about the, uh, the the friendlies and whatever else. Put a little tweet out yesterday asking for some two minute bottle questions, which is just a little random question. But like I said to you before we started, there was there was too many, and we usually pick one and fourth look. I'm gonna have to pick two here. Yeah? So the first one is um, this is from Dave on Twitter. If you could remaster a computer game from your childhood to present day graphics, what game would you pick and why? So I don't know who wants to jump in first on that one. Go on, Steve. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, the problem is just that the ones I'd choose have probably already been remastered. Man's like, uh, I was really into um, Need for Speed Underground 2 and the Tony Hawk games. And both of those have kind of Need for Speed kind of still going. Tony Hawk's is pretty much been remade, the exact one that I played. So I would say both of those, but you can't really replace the nostalgia of actually getting the PS1 up and actually playing it, you know, the original games, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. What, what are you thinking, Dan? Yeah, same, same really. I think the games back in, back in the day, I wouldn't really remaster them myself. I think Crash Bandicoot for me was, was the best game I had in the world growing up, other than FIFA. But Crash Bandicoot for me, I don't know. I don't know whether a new one's come out recently. Has a new one actually been put out recently, or probably already been uh, remastered? I'm just not onto it. <laughs> to be honest, I think I might have it, but it, it was a few. It was a few. Um, it was a few years losing, back. Yeah. I've, I've, pl- I've played it a few times, and it is decent to be fair. But like like you said, Steve, there's not unlike getting the um, the old um, computer cr- crack, crack that open and. Um, 
and, and play it on that because it's just not in better, is they? But uh, no. yeah, for me, I've had a little, I've had a little think, and I've gone for. Well, Dave said that is would be um, the the World Cup ninety eight road road to the FIFA road to the World Cup ninety eight thing it's called. But that's yeah, that was just a proper iconic game for me back in the day. Another one, any of the Metal Gear Solids, I fucking absolutely adored them when I was growing I was up. Never into and, them, uh, you know. No, never into them. No, I was more of an um, Command and Conquer type of lad. <laughs> I think it was a similar sort of game, but yeah, I was never into. I was more strategic. Yeah. No, I mean it's yeah. Well, that's, you've took that into your, your present day vacation now, lad. That's why you're, uh, you're so good at what you're doing. <laughs> cheesy plug, little yeah. cheesy plug there for you. <laughs> and another one I was thinking of actually is GoldenEye 007. I don't know if you've played that one. That's yeah, the, like, classic. classic. Yeah. Just, classic. Uh, hours and hours spent just absolutely going fucking berserk on that when I was a kid. Should just do a podcast <laughs> about talking about them games, you know? You sit here all night. <laughs> I know, to be fair, you know, I've, I've wrote quite a bit of a list there and I thought, no, I'm not going to read these out because it'd be fucking 20 minutes long. <laughs> but let's have a look in the comments here. We've got Doug's gone for Tomb Raider 2. Um, what else have we got here? Moving unit. Yeah, a full remaster of all three old crashes and a complete new crash this year. There you go, Dan, lad. Get on them. There you go, yeah. <laughs> to go. I've got a PlayStation 4 there. I'll have to see if I can get one. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Defo, but speaking of the moving units, just put a comment in there. So the second question, like I said, I couldn't pick one, so I've got I've, I had to go for this one as well. Uh, name an album or a single you've bought that you are ashamed of. So does anyone want to chime in with that one? Anyone, wanna, <laughs> anyone gonna jump straight in with steps or fucking S Club Seven or something? Or? Do you know what? I'll, I'll go first. I didn't buy this because I was too young, but I asked for it, and it was it was I bought three singles at the same time. One of them was Wheatus, Teenage Dirtbag. The other one was Shaggy. And th- <laughs> it wasn't me. And the third one, the third one was Britney Spears. And I can't remember the name of the album, but I asked me my for it when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love that. Absolute ah, shocker. Oh dear, to be honest, the best for last there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, mine is probably, if I had to think a bit harder, I mean, I know we were talking about Steps before we started recording, that is probably on the Steps one, but definitely S Club 7, I remember being like an 8-year-old kid thinking, fucking hell, get me an S Club, get, get me an S Club 7 and an S Club 8 or something, it's a proper, proper, proper fanboy, what, what are you thinking, Steve? Yeah, no, I had a little look at my uh, collection behind me just then, um, and the worst one in there is uh, James Blunt's Greatest Hits. And uh, so I'm thinking to, thinking to myself, I don't know what I was feeling when I was a teenager, but apparently that's what I wanted. Um, <laughs> the most the most recent song I've actually bought is that a uh, new song by that teenager, Olivia Rodrigo, Good For You. And yeah, uh, it, yeah. just, it just reminds me of Paramore. I don't know whether you'd maybe class that as a little bit embarrassing. Maybe you might not expect someone like us to be listening to that kind of music, but, you know, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> No, lad, we embrace, we embrace all music styles on this fucking footy <laughs> podcast where we should be Don't talking discriminate. about <laughs> But boys, yeah, great shouts there. But yeah, we'll, we'll jump straight into the footy then. Obviously, we've just fucking took six minutes up talking about fucking steps and whatever else. So uh, yeah, Monday, was it was it Monday? It was, it was, or was it Tuesday? I'm getting mixed up with days. It was Tuesday, weren't it? The first Tuesday game? afternoon, was it? Yeah, Tuesday. First game against Vaca or Waka, however you're saying it. But uh, yeah, who, who do you think stood out in that game? Obviously, it finished 1-1. Origi uh, bagged a very, very, uh, well, I was going to say dodgy penalty, but it was never a penalty in a million years. That one, that was just a pure, what the fuck's the ref doing? But then Origi bagged it anyway. But who did you, who, who stood out for you in that, in that game, Dan, in terms of um, 
lineup because obviously there was there was quite a few big names in there like Trent and Matip and um, Minamino, Origi, uh, Ben Davis yeah. as well made an appearance. So you you, you caught your eye on that one. It was hard to tell really because it was only sh- they were only short games, weren't they? So you couldn't really. I think Matip, funnily enough, for a for a centre back, he looked sharp, didn't he? He looked like some of his moves were quick. Some of his uh, some of his he seems skillful. That's for some sections of that game. Um, but yeah, Matip's the only one who really caught me eye in the short time that that we had. His footwork looked good. He looked sharp, and um, hopefully he can he can gain some fitness and, and stay consistent going into the new season. Like, yeah, that's all we need. And it's the, like obviously yeah. he's he's. When he is on top form, obviously we've seen the little clips from training where he's like doing fucking step overs and looking like Ronaldinho and whatever. <laughs> yeah. But we need to see that. Obviously, we've seen it in the Premier League, but we need to see it for a prolonged period where he's not. I mean, he's he's great, but he just needs to stay fit, doesn't he? And, and do it for a long a long period of time. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, that's been a big problem with Matip over the years. Has been his, he's played like three, four games and then he's out for a month. It's a, it's a pain, you know what I mean? But I think with um, Konate coming into the squad now as well, there'll be a little bit less pressure on Matip and, you know, hopefully there'll be less times they'll get injured. And I'm quite excited as well to see how the likes of uh, Cometio go, go forward, you know, because they were obviously promising last, uh, last pre-season. But I'd like to see a bit more of them because obviously Cometio was on the bench against uh, Stuttgart and uh, Vaca. So I'd like to see him maybe maybe make a little cameo against Mainz. Yeah, Defo. I mean, I mean, I mean, we're only half an hour games, weren't they? So there's not much actually to delve into apart from the penalty and, and some good movements from the attackers. And Origi looked okay, didn't he? I mean, Minamino was looking out to see what, what he could do. And obviously, that's probably not enough time to kind of see what people are about. Obviously, we know what he's about and he's a, he's a good little technical player, but 30 minutes isn't probably enough time to show it during pre-season. But in that second game, then, there was obviously a load a load more of the big hitters in there, weren't they? Obviously, there was uh, Mane, Salah, Oxlade-Chamberlain, uh, Keita, Elliot, um, Kanate, uh, Simicast. So, I mean, obviously, Stuttgart are obviously a much better team than than Vaca were, but what, what, who were your standouts in that one, Dan, in the second game? For me, again, it was Kate. It was Kater, but there wasn't much of it. But Kater seems to he captures me for small moments, and I'm like, I don't know whether the jury's still out on him, but I feel like he's got magic in his feet, and he just, I don't know what it is. It's not his injury run because obviously he can't really help that. He's he's made the glasses, and he but sometimes he just he'll skip around a couple of players, and you think. Now this this lad's mustard. He's boss. Get him in the squad. But then, other times he's just he, he goes completely quiet and he he doesn't seem to step up in in the big moments. But from what I seen from the other day, again he, he looks sharp enough to catch me attention and go. You know his his footwork is is exceptional sometimes. Yeah, I think that's it. And it's he looks he does look really good on the eye, doesn't he? When he glides yeah. through midfield and he's got that burst of pace and he, he those little step overs and he can play a pass and he can have he can he can shoot from range. He's got he's got everything, but it's it's a similar in a similar vein to Matic really that he's just not fit enough and, and available enough for us. So this is this season, if he if he can keep himself fit, it's a huge one for him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, as as Dan just said, then you know, pretty much he is class, but made of glass. Um, <laughs> qu- 
quality footballer. You know, you see flashes, and it's, it's, I'm not even speaking out of terms. You see flashes of the likes of Iniesta sometimes when he's really at the top of his game. And it's a shame that he's had the injury problems that he's had over the years because that is a world-class footballer and uh, on his day, one of the best players in the league, I, I genuinely believe. Um, in terms of that game, though, another player who stood out for me was uh, Shimikas. I thought, I thought he'd done really well. Again, it was just a half-an-hour period, so there's only so much you can see. But he was he was lightning up and down the left hand side, and he was doing things you'd expect from Robbo. And that we're talking about the best left back in the world. There, if he's doing flashes of that throughout his game, there's a player there. And obviously last season we didn't get to see too much of him because um, defensive injuries, I think, kind of forced Klopp to play his senior most right back and left back. So we didn't see too much of him. I think, even though it's a bit of a cliche, I think he'll feel like a new sign in this season. To be honest. Yeah, I think he's definitely got the talent, hasn't he? Like he, he showed it before he signed for us that when he when he, he played against Arsenal, I think in a Europa League game, I think it was, and he looked really good. And he's he obviously had a tot of time last year, didn't he? But I think he got COVID, and then he was had a lot of injuries. So yeah, it's, in a di- it's I think in addition a new, to that, a new start for him, couldn't he? Go, go on, the, um, in addition to that, Robbo's just a machine, and he plays every game. So he, he, as you said, he could be a new signing to us, but. It's it's whether you want to give Robbo a rest because I don't. <laughs> if Robbo yeah. can play every game, play him every game. He's he, as you said, he's, he's if not the best left back in the world. So it's 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 a tough place to be a, a backup left back for Liverpool at the moment. Yeah, and it's the same on the right, isn't it? Because we've got tr- yeah. Trent, and you you don't you, you don't want to take away that output from those two which are just exactly. they're just the best in the world aren't they so yeah it is difficult to try and find someone who is A good enough B wants to st- stick around and is n- knows that they're going to be second fiddle and just play uh, now and again obviously maybe the domestic cups might be the best opportunity for them but obviously Premier League and Champions League if we're, if we're any of those games I, I always want to see Trent and Robbo unless we're obviously secure yeah. in the group or the, the ties over in terms of we're, we're so far ahead where we can maybe take a chance and put one of those in. But apart from that, yeah, it's definitely keep keep that, keep them in because they're just too good. But Doug's just put a comment in, obviously about the, I think Caris was involved in the first game. So I just want to get your you guys' opinion on it, on this. What what are you thinking about Caris? Um, <laughs> it's it should have been severed a long time ago. That one shouldn't it? I think I've got yeah, I've got pretty strong opinions when it comes to goalkeepers. I, the mistake, don't get me wrong, he was okay leading up to that final, but he always had that mistake in him, even even leading up to it, quarterfinals, semifinals, all through the season, you, you were like, oh, he's going he's gonna to do something bad, and everyone felt it. I just, I don't know what it is with Liverpool, but they just love paying wages to people who aren't good enough, and it's like, people give him the benefit of the doubt because he's okay sometimes, and but for me, it's it's just like it's unforgivable. It's unforgivable. It, well, it's not unforgivable, but his his levels not high enough for it to stay. In my opinion, like yeah, stay so you echo on that. I imagine. Yeah, I can only echo what he said there. Um, I think Carius is a good enough goalkeeper. Obviously, you don't beat. Um, um, what's his name? Uh, Neuer. You don't beat Neuer to goalkeeper of the world in the Bundesliga for nothing. The talent's obviously there. Um, but in terms of a Liverpool shirt, I, he's done. I think he knows he's done. Everyone knows he's done. It's a matter of time of just finding someone to actually buy him now more than anything. Because obviously he's been out on a couple of loans. His last two loans have ended in nightmare for him. 
didn't play much in the last loan he went on to. And Besiktas obviously went a bit controversial in terms of paying wages and stuff. So I think it's in his best interest and everyone's best interest if he just moves on, finds a good club, maybe back in Germany or somewhere else in Europe. And yeah, you know. Yeah, just a, a fresh break, isn't it? like a fresh, not not it's like the Grooge thing as well. Like he's been at the club for God knows how long. He's just keeping them going out on loan, and he comes back, and it's like, is he going to make it this time, this time, this time, this time? And it's like ultimately, you knew he never was going to was Grooge was never going to make the cut. Albeit he is a good footballer, he just knew it was never going to happen. So I think it's a similar one where a clean cut is best for club and player. And I think this is another one of them, isn't it? But um, good to see Jay in the like, comments there. Nice one, I Jay. think it's in. Well done, sorry. I'm losing a bit of sound here. Um, I think it's it's like in any other profession, though. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't keep someone around in any profession, in any job, in any company with with that level of mistake. Like you can compare it to like anything. It go look at postman. If a postman puts two two wrong letters through two wrong doors, it becomes a thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like, are you good enough to be a postman? And it, at Liverpool, you just don't seem to get that same level of. Scrutiny when you when you make those big mistakes. Yeah, I think especially after we signed Allison as well, and you, you see just what a real goalie should be doing after the level of Liverpool, then you realise just how how bad we had it in a way. I mean, Callis did have some game good games for us, no denying that. But um, yeah, it's just time time to go on it for him on that on that front. But uh, let's have a little look through the comments. Cole's just said that Callis needs to move on, never settle for okay, which is what we've just been saying there. Uh, rather be a side TV. Callis couldn't even catch a cold. Fair play. Yeah, agree with that. After fucking yeah, Kiev. Fuck's sake. Uh, another one from Doug Callis. Uh, Carries, can't carry anything, can't carry the ball, just need to change his name to Dropius or Spillius. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Just go full Greek with the surname, like, fucking hell. And that's the uh, thing, people can be, when you when you make that mistake, people be too harsh on them, like, that the, the treatment he's had from some of the fans is, is, is shocking, to be fair, but it's not his fault, he's not good enough, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's easy to, like, scapegoat him, but he, he isn't good enough at the end of the day. I think I think we need to it's been years though since we've had a good backup keeper. Can't, I can't remember the last one. Good one we had. Yeah, well, I th- I'm hoping Keller is going to be that because I think he's. I mean, if you if you read Peplinder's um, diary today on, on the Liverpool website, he was saying that like uh, Keller has been amazing in training. Uh, yeah, speed and reaction cool. looks looks good. And I think when he, I think he played five games for his last year, and I think even. The first game that he played, I was shitting my pants a little bit because I was like, is he, <laughs> he going to be good enough? But once once he got that out the way, the, the, the remaining four games he did play in and he was called upon, there was never yeah. a doubt in my mind how, how good he was because I think he's just he never let, lets anything fade him, does he? And I think he's just so good with his feet that I think he can be a good backup for us. And, and I mean, obviously, we've still got Adrian as well as a third who signed a new contract. So there's, there's, three, there's three keepers there where Carius isn't going to get ahead of any of them. So... No, I think you're right. I think Kelleher's the second for me, but just based on the calmness he had on the ball and the lack of mistakes he's made, he seemed he'd seem to be he'd be my first choice other than as a backup keeper, not instead of Valley, obviously. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but boys, yeah, let's let's obviously that stuck out game, Mane bagged a decent little goal, Millie, not nice ball across the Simicast, like you said, uh Simicast done well in that game. Uh, got a little assist and um yeah, that was a, a decent little run off for them. But 
we haven't had a ch- chance to chat about uh, all the Hendo stuff on, on on the on the channel yet, and I just thought, but let's have a little talk about this and see what you think because obviously, a bit of a mad one all this because I think it was on on Monday. James Pierce initially tweets it, saying that it's there's um, talks have stalled and no sign of progressing. And Steve, what were your initial thoughts when 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 you when you seen that? Did you did you think it was actually true? Did you think that that even might happen? That he might end up leaving next summer? I mean, obviously, following reports came out saying that he could be leaving this summer and next summer, and that didn't really pop into my head. My immediate concern was in two years, the captain could leave on a free. That was my biggest worry, uh, first and foremost. I don't believe he's going to push for the move. Um, I've seen reports about Arsenal and stuff like that. I don't believe any of those. But yeah, when James Pierce comes out, obviously, he carries a lot of weight when James Pierce says something. So when he comes out and says, oh, you know, Liverpool are struggling to get a deal agreed with Henderson here. Yeah, obviously, I panicked a little bit and read into it and tried to understand it from both sides. And, you know, a part of me, if you remove the emotion from it, a part of me can kind of see where FSG are coming from as a business. But obviously, I don't look at football as a business. It's very difficult to see the way that they're, you know, looking at it. So... Obviously, if it was down to me, he'd get a new deal, he'd get whatever he wants. He's Jordan Henderson, but I'd have said the same about Gina Van Alden, to be honest. Yeah, Dan, what are, you, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, see, so mate, when I've when I seen it, one of the lads put it in the group chat to say, Have you seen this? What's, what's going on? We need, we need to get him signed up ASAP. And I was like, I don't believe anything that I see on social media, even if it's from James Pierce, no, no matter who it's from, unless it's from the club, I don't believe it. but um, I'm the same. I'd, why are they stalling on it? The, the, no matter what comes out on social media, he's not signed up yet, is he? On a new contract, that's the that's the facts of it. So get him signed up, even if it's only short term. Get him signed up. He's fit enough to play. He's only, I think he's only my age. How old is he now? Thirty. Uh, Thirty one, I think. Thirty one. So yeah, my age gonna... now. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm not in the best shape of my life, but. <laughs> he, 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 he's got a good few years left in him do you know what I mean so yeah and, and just what he's done for the club that you don't need to talk much about it do you it's, it's there for everyone to see but yeah get him signed up um, I wouldn't think too much into him getting t- tempted elsewhere or anything like that because he, he won't want to go anywhere he, he'll want to put that pen to paper as quickly as possible yeah because I think he's, he's still got two years left on his deal hasn't he like Ravri I just said there he's going to be 33 when his deal runs out it's a tough call from the club, but that they've got that deal with, uh, definitely the agent fucking about. Yeah, and then Jay's just said more chance of me growing the air than end up leaving the club. Yeah, yeah. it's um, you don't same like with the one Alden thing. You, you you don't expect it, but you can kind of see why it it happened. Obviously, he's getting to a certain age and whatever else. But to be at the club for ten years and and to to be the captain of the club. It's a, it's a it's a different circumstance, and it's the, it's not it's not the same as the Wayne Arden thing. And I think he's he is the talisman, and he has led us to all the success over the past three years. And he's the centre of all that, isn't he? And he, yeah, yeah. You know what, sorry, yeah. stay on. Yeah, go on. You start. And he's he's just as important now as he was as well. I mean, in his early years, he wasn't he wasn't as important. Looking back, he he wasn't at the level that he is now. But when he doesn't play now, you notice it. Like it's been like that since swear the end of two thousand and fourteen when we balls the league up <laughs> the last couple of games. I swear he was injured for the last like three, four games. And it's since then 
that everyone noticed how much of a difference he's made in the squad, in the team. And it's not as if he can just set him aside. Like when Alden was sort of, yeah, he does he does the business. He's fit and he you know he keeps he guards the ball well and he's a machine. But there's other players around it that can replace Wijnaldum. Henderson's leadership and his, his calmness. So it's, it's hard to find that. That's it. And he's the captain of the football club, and that really should be carrying more weight than even the reports that we're seeing now are a little bit, I would say, uh, disgraceful. To be honest with you, the fact that it's even coming out. Uh, this kind of stuff if there was any sort of discussions that were going a little bit awry I feel like they should kind of keep it a little bit quiet especially with it being the club captain you know this is Jordan Henderson I, I was obviously a big fan of Wijnaldum like many Liverpool fans but it's a different kind of person he was fourth in command at the club obviously ever present for five years but we are talking about the club captain been there for a decade he is Liverpool Football Club at the minute you know what I mean there's going to be kids that will sort of see him the way maybe we saw the likes of Steven Gerrard once upon a time this is the kind of person we're talking about. He's going nowhere, and I hope something sorted out soon because uh, it's it's a bit messy at the minute. Yeah, and I, I think it, it's even more muddy when you see it's just shite flying right on Twitter, like linked with Arsenal, and you're just like, what's <laughs> fucking like? I literally wants to get up that John Henry tweet, like, what are they smoking over there at the Emirates? Like, that's just like it's just one of them, isn't it? You're like, just literally spin a roulette wheel. Who's going to be linked with two today? And it's just gonna that's going to keep happening. Up until the point, obviously, when he gets back into training, I imagine it's probably, hopefully, going to get sorted out ASAP, and we can just kind of put this behind us as like a little, don't do this again, like get get the contract sorted out. But it's the thing that it, it's there's still two years left there. Like I wouldn't understood if it was like eighteen months or whatever, and he's coming up to a year left, and then there's question marks if he wants to leave. Are we going to get enough money for him? Is he going to leave on a free? Those start to come into here, but when there's two years, there's still enough time there for me to. Obviously, get it get it sorted. It's not going to be like a, a a Gerard situation again with Chelsea, where he fucking puts in a transfer request or whatever else. It's not. There's never going. It's not going to be anything nowhere near like that because we're a completely different club to be where back then. So, fingers crossed that um, that gets sorted out very soon because it needs to be just so we can move forward and, and crack on with the season in the best in the best positive way. I think. But uh, boys, yeah, let's let's move on to another another James Pierce tweet, which was yesterday. And it's about a certain Jared Bowen. And I mean, he, he, he tweeted that he's on our shortlist for potential attacking targets. So I, I obviously, when I first seen it, I was like, what the fuck's this? What's going on? This Is this another little smoke screen for fucking whoever else? But uh, I had a little look. He's 16 days younger than Hot, uh, Jota. So they're both 25 in December. He got eight goals and five assists in the league last year. And he featured in every uh, game for West Ham. So we know he's got that availability as well, which is good. Obviously, like the players we've been mentioning who are unavailable, he's definitely one that is going to be available. So, like comparatively, like other players we've been linked with, like the likes of Rafinha, I think he got six goals and nine and thirty. So it's similar output. But do you think it's like the, the that thing where someone's English or British, like 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 what happened when we signed Andy Robber, where people are saying he's band average? What were your initial thoughts on on this day when when that link <laughs> was posted by James Pierce? Yeah, I, I caught it late, to be honest with you. Um, it was a couple of hours after it had been. So the the, um, the first thing I saw was like the reaction to it. And I thought, Christ, who've we been linked with here? I thought we'd been linked with someone from League Two. And I checked who it was and I was like, well, actually, no, he's quite a decent player. Don't get me wrong, he's not top of my list for signing him on Football Manager, you know what I mean? But he's a tidy little player. You know, like you say, he's available all the time. 
he doesn't do much wrong and he's got a bit of creative flair about him. I think he fits the profile of a Jurgen Klopp signing. And there are parallels to Robbo in terms of that, you know, the availability, the tidiness, decent player, perhaps playing at a level that might be not where he should be, maybe you could say. And I think, yeah, you, you touched upon it there, the fact that he's he's an English footballer playing an English club. It's not as um it's not as sexy as maybe like a Spaniard or an Italian, you know, maybe like if he was playing for Valencia, people might go, oh, this lad looks like he quite could be something. Or even Rafinha, obviously a Brazilian that plays for, for Leeds. Um, if, if he was just Ralph who plays for Leeds, I don't think people would be that excited about him, you know what I mean? But um, it's just one of those things. Ralph, I love that. I'm going to keep calling <laughs> that from that one. We, Ralph. But yeah, Dan, it's, it's, a, it's a mad one, isn't it? Because I think... The Klopp system, or the, the Klopp way, or maybe the FSG way, I should say, is to get those players right at the sweet spot where they're about to explode, where they're just about where they know once they make that move to Liverpool, they can then kick on and become more of a household name. Like there's, you look through pretty much all Klopp's signings, even at Dortmund's back when he was back when he was there, he has he has a, got a tremendous track record in doing that. So, what what were your initial thoughts on it when you when you first seen it? Um, again, it's just a bit. It's one of those daft Twitter threads that you that you see. At, at, until it's in black and white from the club, I wasn't really too fussed on it. I mean, a lot of people turn the nose up when they when we sign players from lower clubs, and it's Robbo's a perfect example, like you said. So I wasn't thinking oh, that'd be a terrible signing. I was thinking if we did sign him, it'd be exactly what you just said. It'd be something that. Klopp would probably see as a project. He realistically he's not going to get in the in the first team ahead of all the four that we've got, and then ahead of anyone else that we might sign. So, yeah, I didn't have too much of a reaction to it, but I was I was a bit like that money could be spent on something better though. At the same time, but again, I didn't believe it, and then evidently it fell through, didn't it, yesterday or today? Um, so yeah, I didn't I didn't think too much into it to be honest. Yeah, I mean rather sad to put another comment there. Uh Jared Bowen's a good player, but definitely think we should be aiming higher. However, however I can't see us meeting West Ham's demands of thirty to forty mil. Yeah, I like I understand this completely because I stay when you think about what Liverpool have achieved over the last couple of years, is there a case that we should be looking a bit higher? I mean, obviously, like we said, Klopp is so good. I've got a track record of being so good at getting these players at the right time and get, making them into hugely better players than, than they were, albeit they were good players beforehand, like Jota, who started banging a few goals last year, or like after um, in, even in COVID time. So, should we be looking a bit bit higher than, than that? Or is it a case of maybe the ones that we've been looking for aren't available or whatever, or aren't attainable, and we're having to maybe settle for a Jared Bone? I don't know. Yeah, there could be a bit of that. You, you could find Bowen's three or four places down Jurgen Klopp's shortlist, if, if, if the shortlist even exists. Um, yeah, I mean, Rafinha, we've just mentioned him there. He, prob- he probably is that middle ground, because um, obviously we're not going to go out and sign Mbappe or Haaland as much as we'd love to. We're not going to do it. Bowen is probably a, a little bit of an underwhelming player, whereas Rafinha's kind of got that middle ground. I think I, I agree that, that I think we probably should be aiming a little bit higher. But Bowen has one thing um, which... Klopp might not want to think about it too much, but we do have to worry about the homegrown quota 
Now, if we were to offload Shakiri or offload um, Arigi, and then we were to bring in Bowen, that ticks a box. You know what I mean? It's it's a bit of a pain. Uh, you know, whatever way you you land on that uh, discussion, it is a little bit of a pain that you've got to worry about nationalities of your players and stuff like that. But I think that might also be a part of it. But again. It's it's one of those that uh, how much interest was actually there. Like, is Bowen a name on a piece of paper, or has it been watched for the last eighteen months? It's very different. We don't know in, in terms of which one it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, let's have a look at the comments here because like there's, there's a few people who've just been touching on that. So Doug just said Bowen Arigi swap West Ham interested in Arigi. If it was something like that, I'm completely on board with that completely because I think Arigi obviously he's had a lot of fucking amazing moments for us over the past couple of years, but I think he is at the time where he he needs, like you said with other players, needs a clean break, break like Zacharias and stuff. I think he's another one that just needs a clean break, get go somewhere else, see if it, see what he can do in, in London or with West Ham or whatever, and we get Bowen who, who's going to come on. Like, last those times, like last couple of years, where I've seen Origi coming on and you go, oh, fucking hell, Origi's coming on. You never, you never want that, do you? You never want a sub-player and you're going, oh, fuck's sake, why is he bringing him on? Just because he's got a bit of pace and he's got a bit of height and whatever. You want someone who's going to come onto the field and like maybe like a Harvey Elliott who's going to come on and go, right, I'm going to get, going to get stuck into this game and, and actually show what I'm about and run, run, run everywhere and try and make stuff happen. And I don't think Origi has quite got that fire in the belly at the moment, has he, Dan, to kind of, to kind of give us that? Sorry, mate. My sound, my sound's gone. I missed that last bit. What did you say? I was just saying, like it's better. It's probably better to have Elliot, Elliot coming off the bench rather than playing a Rigi, just to just to give us a bit more creativity and have that fire in the belly. Sorry, mate. It's crackling on this side. I can't. It, you were like underwater up in there. You was, from from what I gathered, you were saying, is, is it worth a Rigi swapping for Jared? Is that is that? Give me a nod if that's right. <laughs> Am I alright for you, stay or? Yeah, yeah, I can understand you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Go on, I think yeah, I've got you now. Go ahead, sound. Um, Arigi coming off the bench or Harvey Elliott coming off the bench? Elliott's the better option, isn't he, at, at the moment? Yeah, I'd say so, mate. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I think Arigi's time's done. To be honest, yeah, like you said, he's 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 had a, a lot of class moments for the club, but. Can he really do it? Did he do anything last season at all? Thought, did, he, did he score more than three or four goals, Abigi? I can't remember them at all. Um, I think Harvey Elliott, I don't know what, it, what the score is with him, whether he's going to be going out to, again on loan or whatever, but he had a blinding season, didn't he? I, I, I definitely, definitely consider him for the squad depth and also the, the FA Cup runs. Those domestic cups, the fact that we just don't get any. We don't seem to put any effort into them at all, and it's we've got the quality to be able to be fighting for everything. So, I think if we if we could offload the you know the likes of Origi and bring those young players in, I think um, I think I think it'd be paid dividends for us this season. Yeah, rather I just said that Harvey Barnes would be a, a good one. I mean, as I think there was more talk today on Twitter. Well, like you said, whatever you can read into that, you can. It's usually shite, isn't it, on Twitter, to be fair. Um, <laughs> Pedro Neto for Wolves. I mean, he is, he is class. class. He is Absolutely class, to be class. fair. He would be, he would be a boss on him. But Jay's just put a comment in there. Every day there's a new name linked. Fakir today, just have a day off. Must have been over. Fakir again. Linked. 
Yeah. Why did Fakir not come to us last time? Was it was it he failed a medical, didn't he? Yeah, allegedly, allegedly the allegedly. video was all allegedly. done. Yeah, apparently. We'll see might know more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a, a weird conspiracy. Yeah, basically, um, the sort of sounds from Liverpool was that he'd failed the medical. The sounds yeah. from Fekker's end was that no, he hasn't. But obviously, that's what they're going to say because they want to get him to sign for another club. And weirdly, yeah, he's not really had any injury problems since uh, the Liverpool medical. So uh, maybe we missed the trick there. Maybe we didn't. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Could he I play? Mean, <laughs> he probably didn't play. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think even if it, even if it is like a. We we didn't sign them obviously for injury worries. We can't take risks on players with like we've, we've talked about players that are so good in that in our squad that looking at them going, are ah, you going to stay fit? And we've got I think we've got if you've got a, one or two of them, I think you're all right. But when you start getting into the realms of three, four, and fives, and they're actually like your players that you're relying on, then you're in a bit of bit of deep shit. So you need, we need to try and stay clear of that and look at. I mean, I say all the time, availability is the best ability. And Genie Wijnaldum was case in point for that, that he was always there, 50 games odd every year, just an absolute machine. I think we need to be looking at that, those type of stats when we do sound players. And I think that's why Bowen does fit that bracket, because like I said, he did, he did appear in every uh, league game for West Ham uh, last season. But yeah, boys, yeah, let's move on to them. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. So it's, that, that'll be, I mean, there's, there's probably... There's, Undoubtedly, going to be a fucking shitload more names before now on the end of the transfer window, <laughs> and it's probably ninety nine percent bullshit, like we said. So, uh, yeah, boys, that's good. Obviously, there's another friendly tomorrow against Mainz, um, which is a, a ninety minute game, so two two forty five minute half. So that'll be another good run out for the rest of the lads, like Canate and I think Van. Um, I think Klopp said Van Dijk and Gomez won't be involved in this one. It might be a bit too soon, so we won't see them just yet. But I was doing doing a little. Um, Little quick maths earlier. Twenty three days until we play Norwich. What are you, what are you feeling about it? Stay excited to see uh, to see Verge back and, and Canate and Gomez and Matip and the, the, all the lot of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you have a summer and you you bring a high profile player in like Canate, you'd expect him to be the one you're most looking forward to seeing. And I am looking forward to seeing Canate, but. I can't, I can't really put into words how exciting it's going to be to have Van Dyke and Gomez back. And also Matip as well, you know, can't forget about him. But yeah, Van Dyke changes the way we are as a team, the way he plays, even down to the simple diagonal balls that he plays to Sadio Mane. He just changes, he just raises everyone else on the pitch around him. It's, it's going to be unbelievable, yeah. I'm, it's got to be those two players I'm looking forward to seeing the most. And um. I don't know, a part of me has is, got a, a keen eye on uh, Simicast as well. I want to see how he does this season. You wouldn't happen to be a left-footer, would you, Steve? Because I know left-footers <laughs> tend to fit. No, 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 no. Right-footer, no, no. I do sound. Just, just, just like the look of Simicast. No, to be fair, I agree with you, because, <laughs> like you said, he had a bit of a dodgy one last year when it just stuff wasn't going right for him. So I'm hoping this year we can actually see what he's made of, because he's definitely got that quality. Dan, are you, are you excited, most excited to see for the start of the season? Just under three you know weeks what? to go. Uh, Van Dijk's the obvious answer there, but I'm excited to see Mane get back to winning ways. I think it just it was just such a subpar end of the season for him compared to what he's usually like. And I don't know what it was with him, but he started really well and then just sloped off, didn't he? I'd love to see him come back, and I'm excited to see him bang a few goals in again, and because. He gets he starts he starts banging them in again, and you know we only need Salah to be half on form. Then do you know what I mean? We we were relying on him so heavily last last season, and then 
it seems that Firmino starts looking a bit bad as well, but he's the facilitator, isn't he? So yeah, I'd say Mane is the 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 most the person I'm looking at the most to to see something special from this season, because um, I know we can, we know we can do it. That's what I mean, and it only takes like if he if, like I said if he has a absolute bland start of the season, all those doubts from last year where it's like. Is he over the hill? And you know, there's been yeah. absolutely loads of shit, hasn't he? About like Mane, is he is he off next year? Is he off the year after? Is he is COVID fucked him? It's like so <laughs> yeah. many conspiracy theories about Sadio Mane, and you're like, well, he's more than capable of turning up any given day and just absolutely an attrich because he's that he is that good. But for me personally, I'm looking like Salah again because I feel like he's had, I think he's had seven weeks off. Seven weeks and he fucking hell fans back in the stadium. I honestly think he's gonna think Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be aiming for that first season at Liverpool. Those numbers, I think it was forty four in all comps. He's gonna have his eyes firmly set on trying to absolutely blast that out the water, which is gonna be oh, fucking yeah. don't get me wrong, it's gonna be fucking difficult to do, but he's just that type of player, isn't he, where he always wants to better himself. And I think last year he got his second best goal return out of his four years. So he'll be looking to yeah. definitely better that, which was I think was thirty one. So yeah, those those two obviously gonna be it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, I think Mane's had five weeks off as well, so that's like unheard of for him. I think the last few few years he's had like probably like a week or two, which is like nothing really. But he's had he's had double in comparison this year, so he's going to be fresh as anything. So he hasn't got that excuse anymore that he's that he's overworked. He's just going to have to fucking do it. And like we said, he wouldn't be surprised if he did, would be. So um, no, boys, boss that. But uh, before we before we go, let's obviously Dan. We've we've got a. A little partnership going, so I just wanted to give you a, give you the floor and get, tell everyone like what what designs you're working on and what what you've been doing and where we can find you on on um, on Twitter and Instagram stuff. Yeah, um, so I've been doing I've been doing prints for like 12, 12 to eighteen months now, mostly LFC related, um, but other designs as well, like international players, and it's generally just it's generally just iconic moments that I found from when I was a kid to now. Um, and I'll just draw them in in any way that I can. That that looks good, but they've been doing quite well, and it's half turned into like a little business for me. So, um, obviously, when I think I don't know whether I reached out to you to send you one just to just for your podcast studio, wasn't it? So just just one of them. But um, you can find me on all platforms, the Cali Design, um, and my website is CaliDesigns.co.uk. And I'm going to move from doing just the prints into T-shirts. Um, I've got an example of the Mbappe one that I've done recently. Um, this is the sample. I don't know whether you can see that, Steve. Yeah, it's not yeah. to miss gas. If it was to miss gas, you'd have my first customer there. Um, That's it, I love one. Get, get, yeah, get a Simicass and steal by 10 of them. That's it, That's yeah. Um, <laughs> but the sample, I've been hesitant to go into T-shirts for a while just because the cost of storage and you have to order in bulk and the, the the prints haven't been too great in the past. Um but I finally found a decent supplier that can that can help me do that now and drop ship them. So loads of t shirts coming out soon of my new designs. Um if you don't follow me online, just have a quick look and and I'm sure there's something on there that you'll find that that you like the look of. Um I'm looking forward to sponsoring the pod mate. I think we had a discussion as well, didn't we? About the cost of of running a podcast isn't free, <laughs> um, yeah. so you know I'm happy to support you as, as well as as well as getting that support back to getting some exposure to your followers. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting started with the new season. Bastard, yeah, can't wait to have you on board. And I think Jay's just echoed that. 
he said everyone have a look at Cali stuff. It's incredible, and it is. Oh, nice one, Jay. Cheers, boss. Like I've got, I think I've got the Gerard Olympiakos one upstairs, and it's just so many like Van Dyke and just, just yeah. Have a look on the website, but I think the link, the link is in the description actually. If you if you want to go and have a look after the video, whenever you're watching this, yeah, it's at the but boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But boys, boss, we'll we'll leave it there. I've done forty two minutes there, so that was that was class. Nice one, nice one for for jumping on, Steve. Really, really appreciate it. I'm sure we'll get you on again very soon if if you fancy it. Try and get your uh, try and get your Simicast signed shirt, something lad. After, uh, <laughs> yeah, so me, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be on every week. <laughs> if he fucking is boss this season, I'll be like, yeah, there you go. Steve, Steve told us all. I'll, I'll clip this video and be like, see, <laughs> that's Nostradamus yeah. Carson, straight on. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> nice one, Steve. Nice one to obviously Dan for for jumping on first first time for you as well. So on on the YouTube channel, nice. nice one, boys for. For jumping on, yeah, and we'll uh, yeah we'll leave it there. Nice one for uh, everyone in the comments. There, there's been fucking loads there to be fair, but nice one for that. Uh, we'll be back, back again. I don't know when we'll be back. Probably a few a few more days. I'll probably drop a little sweet same on my next back. But there's a load of load of new stuff coming up. Jay's got a a, um, a boss story of the story of a crew coming up very soon. About the story, obviously the new kit from ninety six ninety seven to now, which is the new which is the new one, which is boss, and he's done a whole host of interviews with loads of boss names so yeah excited to have a look at that uh, and i've got a few coming up as well myself but yeah i can't wait but yeah boys nice one well uh, we'll stuff. leave it there and i'll uh, see you all again soon cheers me sports social podcast network